Improve it, peeps. Okay, today's show, let me just tell you, is going to blow your mind. No, for real. I say that a lot, but I mean this with my whole heart. This month on the show in August, we are talking all about health, specifically women's health. And we have the incredible Celine Yeager on the show. Celine is the host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast. She is the content manager at Feisty Menopause and a best selling professional health and fitness writer, including the co author of Roar and Next Level with Dr. Stacey Sims. She lives what she writes. As a NAMS certified personal trainer, PN1 certified nutrition coach, off-road racer, and former All-American Iron Man triathlete. <sighs> That's feel I'm tired right there. I'm tired right there, Celine, but crushing it all over the place. Also, her bio is super, super modest. Her show is amazing. She has quite the community, and she is such a light and a resource. You're going to hear all about menopause in this show. And if this is something that you don't know a lot about, you soon will. Let me say this. As part of a professional service who works with corporate America, I am here for these conversations because women go through menopause. It is a fact of life. And there's so many transitions that we are dealing with behind the scenes that we can't really talk about or don't feel like we have the opportunity to talk about at work. And I'm here to change that narrative, as is Celine. We're going to talk about menopause on this show. I'm going to tell you about my own women's health issues. And Celine is going to give us some advice, some hacks, some action steps, debunk some myths. So get ready, get yourself a notebook and pen, and let's improve it with Celine Yeager. Hi, new friend. I'm Erin Deal, business improv edutainer, fail fluencer, and keynote speaker who is ready to help you improve your it. It being the thing that makes you, you. You. So think of me as your keeping it real professional development bestie who is here to help you develop yourself into the best version of you possible. So you can develop your team and lead with intentionality, transparency, and authenticity. Oh, and did I mention we're improving your it through play? That's right. I'm an improvisational comedy expert who uses experiential learning to help you have your aha <laughs> moments. Those are the moments when the light bulb goes off and you're laughing at the same time. So grab your chicken hat, your notebook, and your inner child because I'm going to take you on a journey that is both fun and transformative. Welcome to the Improve It Podcast. Celine, I am so stoked to have you on the show. Thank you for being here and giving us this time. Well, thank you, Erin. I'm psyched to be here. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about this conversation because I think about this topic a lot because I'm going through it. So let's talk about if we could set one intention for today's show that you want to give our audience. What's an intention that you want to set? for today's show? I would like them to know that this can be the best time of their lives. Mm. Mm. I love that. Okay. So we have, as I mentioned to you before, so many 
gender identifying females on this who listen to this show on this show. And I myself am in my 40s and I'm feeling my body transition. And just for a fun fact, I just confirmed my FSH levels are almost in the peri phase. So there's that. Um, but I just going with this theme and topic of women's health, I thought it was so awesome to have you on this show. So I want to plug your show because it's phenomenal. Hit play, not pause. Thank you. What what inspired you to create this podcast and also feisty menopause? That was my own my own journey. I was a semi semi professional mountain bike racer for most of my forties, and during that time, I had also co authored a book with Dr. Stacy Sims called Roar, which was all about training and nutrition specific to women's physiology. It was groundbreaking. She's a, not because of me, but because of her, you know, she is a groundbreaking pioneer scientist and it was super exciting. And we, we had included a chapter on menopause, you know, and this came out in like 2016. Neither of us were really there yet. And um, I had heard kind of quickly that one chapter wasn't enough. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm not really sure. Not really sure what else to say. And then in my late 40s, it became abundantly clear that they were correct. (laughs) I, um, you know, started like all the things you hear, like it felt like overnight, right? My body composition changed. I had anxiety. I was like soaked during the night. I'd wake up like the world was coming to an end and I was rivers of sweat going down my spine. And Ironically, uh, Stacy and I were starting to talk about writing that follow-up book, which was for this menopausal audience. And I was like, I am in some trouble, sister, because if I, if I can't get a hold of this, I can't write this book with you. And she's like, calm down, you know, and she gave me a lot of ideas about, you know, some adaptogens that, that, that help modulate the stress response and ways to change my training and nutrition. And we just worked with it. And once I felt like it's not like everything magically went appeared, disappeared overnight, right? But like, as I adapted some of these changes, I was like, okay, I get it. I understand what's going on. I can work with this system. And, you know, it was just, it, it was just that process that was like, why don't more people know this? Like I learned so much about what estrogen does and progesterone does. And I had spent my whole life writing fitness and health books and co-authoring books with doctors. And I was just like, I don't know this. Nobody knows it, you know. So I, yeah, I got it. I got an opportunity to to start the podcast and with Feisty Media because they were looking to get into the menopause space. And I was like, I will a hundred percent. I will do it. And I'll tell you, it's been it's been the best, most satisfying work of my life. I have women constantly saying, "I was going to quit. I thought I was done, and everything." You know, I thank you. So yeah, we're here. Here we are. That is awesome. How long have you had the show? I started it in October of 2020. Oh my God, you're crushing it. Celine, you are crushing it. That is awesome. And I will tell you, you know, as a person who was looking for resources, you were one of the quick searches that came to me. Somebody else gave me your name and the podcast because you're right. It's such, it's such an anomaly. It feels like you don't, it's like, you know, you kind of know when you're younger, you're going to get your period and then you wait for your period and there's conversations about it, but it's still hush. And then menopause feels like this ominous thing that no one talks about. 
And then when you go through it, you're like, what is happening to my body? Because I have the night sweats. I have panic. I was having like massive nocturnal panic attacks. It's crazy. It is crazy. And then like I would literally wake up. My hair felt like I had washed my hair. Like it was soaking wet. My pillow would be soaked. And so I started searching and Googling and doing all the things. So I'm so glad you exist. For those who may be listening today and are still kind of iffy wondering what is menopause, could you give us like the menopause for dummies definition? What would you, how would you describe menopause to someone? It's really just when your ovaries shut down the reproductive system, right? When yeah. they're just kind of done. And And menopause is just... That's what I think gets a little lost is menopause. We know that menopause is when our period stops, right? It's like it's one day in time. And most people don't even know it unless you're a very good tracker. I certainly didn't. At some point, I'm like, I think it's been a year. And then it becomes clear that it's been a year. But that's your, that's menopause. But what happens before that is that things just start going a little a little haywire, right? You know, you sometimes you ovulate, sometimes you don't. And the, the hormones start just like that lovely rhythm and symphony that is your menstrual cycle just becomes completely haywire. And that's what's causing so many, for many women, that transitionary period is the worst of it, honestly, because they, you know, those hormones, they have receptors on every cell and they dictate things in your brain and your moods. And we could go on and on like these things that we've been talking about. Um, and that period, <laughs> it's funny because I went to the North American Menopause Society conference last year and, you know, they're like, well, you know, we used to tell women it was two to three years, and now we see it can be up to ten. You know, so I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, even three is a long time. Let's yeah, but up to ten, can we talk about this? So this yeah. is supposed to be our best time. This is supposed to be our prime. Our forties and fifties <laughs> are supposed to be our prime. Why? Why a decade? Um, and that brings me to a point too that I read on your website, which I didn't know. You, it says no two women experience menopause the same way. Why 100%. is? Why is that though? What can you? It's the same reason you don't experience your period the same. I mean, because there's so many factors. It's like, you know, what are your hormone levels? How sensitive are you to those hormone levels? You know, what what kind of receptors do you have? Your genes have a lot to do with it. Your ethnicity has a lot to do with it. Your race has a lot to do with it. So there's just no. Just as we do not, not every woman gets PMS or not every woman experiences childbirth the same. Like we are very unique hormonal creatures, you know, so it it is a unique journey, but certainly there are very common threads. I mean, 80% of women get some sort of hot flash, vasomotor symptoms, you know, and that's very common. And other, there's some of the other, like the mood switches, like, like some of them are much more common, but some women can get really bananas kind of symptoms, like feeling like their skin is crawling all the time. That's got to be fun, right? Oh, <laughs> so, God. Please yeah, don't. Burning Please tongue. don't. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Spare us. Spare us. Yeah. Um, I, that is so interesting to me, and you're so right. Like, you think about it. And you sit around with a group of your girlfriends. If you're having a conversation about your period, like every single person has a different experience. So that makes yeah. total sense to me. So why? Huh, I So the lens that I sit in, right? I work mostly with corporate America. A lot of people listening are in corporate America. We have a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners listen to the show. Yep. Why would you say now, even more than ever, it's so important to have a conversation around menopause in the workplace. Well, it's funny, those con- like that conversation is coming to the forefront. Like UK is actually way ahead of us on that conversation. Um, 
Because it is, I can't give you the stats, but there have been many articles written very recently about surveys that it's hugely disruptive. And as like you were saying, women at this point are at the pinnacle of their career often, you know, they're like in this place that they've worked their whole lives for and sacrificed their whole lives for. And you don't want that derailed by symptomology that you actually can do a lot about, right? So there's just no need to like lock yourself in the room or think you're done or I'm maybe I just need to check out like that. You don't need to happen. And, you know, let's not discount the fact that, you know, midlife and menopause collide. And literally, sometimes that's like wrecking balls on you, right? You've got aging parents, you've got kids that are maybe, you know, going, you're doing the fast for and you're trying to like figure out what college they're going to do. There's all this stuff that is enormously stressful in your life. And that can exacerbate and, you know, create this loop with menopause because the more stressed you are, you know, and it's harder to manage stress and it just causes this symptomology loop. So it is important that we have these conversations. And for many women, and I hear this over and over and over, like once they understand the catalyst of what they're feeling, they already feel a bit better. You know, like once they know like, oh, that anxiety, I'm not losing my mind. That yes. brain fog, I'm not losing my mind. This is hormonal. And that t- that takes the temperature of the water down a little bit. Yeah. And they that already gives them a sense, a bit more sense of control. Like, okay, I can address this. I At least I have a target. Totally. Totally. It's like, I'm just going to tell you for free. I was walking around, Celine, with a concussion for six weeks and didn't know okay, this is crazy. And I thought I was losing it on top of feeling perimenopausal symptoms. As soon as as I realized that that's what it was, got a CT scan, everything's fine. Good. I was like, oh, thank you. Because now I have an answer, right? Like I know, I know what this is. I can manage the, I know the actual output. I know what it's, why this is happening without the answer. I think I'm losing my mind. I think I'm going crazy. I think, and without having resources like your show or books, I just read the book Hot and Bothered by, uh, what is her name? Jancy Dunn. Jancy Dunn, I think that's who wrote that. Um, So good. But just having resources out there to help you understand what you're going through and have answers just helps us feel A, less alone and B, normalized because every woman will go through this. And it is, I think, very imperative to have this conversation in the workplace so we can support each other, so we can be allies for each other, so we can say, hey, you know what? I'm having a stressful day. I have anxiety today. It's at an all-time high. I'm going to need to check out early and give grace to that person for doing that and being vulnerable and showing up in that way. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a really actually good time to be hitting menopause because you're seeing like all the title nine women on my end of the world, you know, who are in sport, like they're still there and they're speaking up and there's, there's critical mass and there's critical mass in the workplace. You've got Oprah, you know, opening yeah. up and talking about it and all the celebrities talking about like it, it is the time. And you have these women in positions of power and platform who are knocking down those stigmas and taboos and talking about it. And that's not going back. None of those genies are going back in the bottle. So it is actually a very good time to be transparent. I love that. Okay. And I also, that Oprah article, I read that Oprah article immediately. I'm like, okay, if Oprah went to seven doctors and could not get an answer for menopause. Right. If Oprah Winfrey went to doc, because I mean, I had to push I love my doctor. I love you. But I will tell you, I had to push to get that answer. I had to push 
for that information. It wasn't one of the forefronts of the conversation. Well, and that's, you know, that is infuriating and I hear it all the time. And if you dig into the statistics, it's because they're not trained in menopause. And that is infuriating. You know, when I first started the show, I picked up a Mayo Clinic Proceedings article, I think from 2019. So it's not ancient. We're only 7% of like resident physicians, and we're talking like OBGYN and family, you know, like medicine felt qualified, like they had been trained adequately to talk to a woman about menopause. Like a lot of them got no classes, zero, yep. even in OBGYN residencies. And, and that's incredible. That's crazy. It's crazy because, I mean, we all go through it. So doctors still don't know. They just don't right. know. They, yeah. Oh, I know. And that, so I won't go down that rabbit hole because I too was very angry and just upset by that. But I will say being your own advocate is huge and having a resource like yours is huge. So, and I will say just before we leave that, just, just because I do think it's a bit of service that if you go to the North American Menopause Society's website, which is nams.org, I think, they have a, you can find a menopause trained practitioner. They have a oh. little in your area. And that does that, you know, that, that that's no guarantee that, you know, I've, I've had some people be like, well, I didn't love that doctor. I'm like, well, it's no guarantee that you're going to love that doctor. But at least they have taken those steps to become NAM certified. And they know, at least they know menopause and they care about menopause. That is awesome. So the North American Menopause Society is what you said. Yeah, NAMS, N-A-M-S. NAMS. Okay. We will put that in our show notes. That is so helpful. And I wish I knew that. <laughs> yeah, it really does help. Because at least you're going to know, you know, somebody like they've made the effort to learn about menopause. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, okay. I want to talk about your fitness as well, because you combined your love of fitness with the podcast, with the feisty menopause. So this was actually a question from one of our listeners and they wanted to know as we age, what is the best way for women to engage in physical activity in order to stay healthy and strong? Lift weights, lift weights, lift weights. I, If you do nothing else, and if you're intimidated by that, get a trainer and go to the gym. The more the research is, I mean, it's always been good, but now it is like overwhelming for like brain health, bone health, metabolic health, moods, you name it. And muscle is your 401k, period. When Mm. you hit the menopause transition, you can lose 10% just in the transition, just from the time that you start perimenopause to the time that you finish perimenopause. And you can lose upwards of 20% of bone loss after menopause. So, I mean, strength training is so, so very important. And, you know, for people, we all grew up in this time where it's like, oh, if you want to burn fat and stay fit, you know, get on the treadmill. And that that's just really not true. You know, like the strength training is, it should be your foundation. It really, uh, really should be. Okay. What's the minimum amount of weight you should use? That is my follow-up question. Like, what do you feel about a five-pound dumbbell? Are you like, just don't? Or, I am like, just don't. I okay. mean, to, if, you're, if you're learning form, okay. Yeah. If you are, um, you know, in an assisted living home, okay. But can you lift a bag of dog food? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, most of us lift things that are way heavier than 10 pounds, even. You yeah. know, it's true. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just like sitting there thinking about the three pound weights I just used on my Peloton ride today. Like, just well, I mean, that's, that, that is a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. tell you to get a barbell on your Peloton. Yeah. Like, you're doing yes. a little bit of a different thing there. But yes. they have hardcore on the floor, right? The yes. Peloton yeah, they do. We and have I, a lot of the hardcore of the floor ladies in our um, Hit Point Out Pause Facebook group, a ton of them. Yes. Yeah. And I, I will tell you, I don't go over a 10 pound dumbbell. So, you know what? This is, this was empowering. So, I'm thank going you. to encourage you to do that because right. you can lift more than 10 pounds. All right. I know you can. <laughs> okay. You okay. I think I, I do because I have a 35 do you pound. Shop? <laughs> yes. And I have a 35 pound toddler. So, you're right. You're right. That's you are, yes. 15 in each. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm going to do it. Now, this is also a question from our audience Are there any important supplements we should be taking as we continue our journey? into menopause that you would That's recommend such a load of, yeah i mean because there's so, you have to obviously um you know be careful when you talk about supplements because there's 10 billion of them and most of them right. are regulated right so but the ones that come up again and again on the show and that i use personally you know creatine is way up there and it's funny because creatine I've written for all of the health and fitness magazines for almost 30 years. And creatine was one of those things that you would only see in like men's health for like getting jacked, right? Yeah. Or bodybuilding. But it's, there's been amazing research done on women. Uh, there's actually a paper like creatine across the lifespan in women or something that it's good for our brains. It's good for our moods, but less depression. It's good for our muscles. And if you're not taking giant doses of it because you're not trying to get all big, but it's just, it really supports a lot of our health. So uh, as women go through menopause, that is a hundred percent one. I suggest magnesium is coming up quite a bit as, you know, as one that's important for sleep and for metabolic health. So, you know, that would be vitamin D is another one that pretty much everybody I interview comes up because it's a, it's a, it, it's a steroid, really. I mean, it's good for it's good for muscle health and bone health. And those things are so precious. I'm going to keep saying that, but it's true. No. So I think that like, you know, those those kind of supplements, I uh, fully would endorse. I love it. I take magnesium, actually. Not vitamin D. Got to get on the vitamin D. Yeah, I got mine tested. And even though I spend like so much time outside, like it's yeah. still it's still on the low end. And like, it's, and I can see like, it'll go right back up when I when I take it. And then I don't and it goes right back down and it does it's very cheap it doesn't hurt you it's got great research there's really no reason not to yeah and i will tell you the magnesium at night has changed it really everything helps. for me it, like, really, it helps. really does it just is like ah oh, yeah just totally ah oh. so okay i want to ask you this too because just even thinking about this conversation and knowing every every person experiences it differently there's so many conversations around it thankfully that are happening now but is there anything that you personally wish people knew about menopause that is not currently being discussed so many thoughts come to mind i mean i think I worry about the conversations that are starting to emerge because menopause is becoming a multi-billion dollar business. And with that comes a lot of predatory marketing and fear-based marketing and fear-based conversations. And there's becoming this conversation that is, that is framing menopause almost like a deficiency or a disease state. And it, it isn't, you know, I mean, yes, there can be a lot of these symptoms that we're talking about as the hormones fluctuate and decline. And, Hormone therapy is largely safe. That has been shown and it can be very helpful for many women, but also not everybody 
needs it, you know, and you, it's, it's your individual journey and don't let anybody tell you that, um, that it is, that it is a disease and you must take all these things or you're going to turn to dust. It's just not, you know, you know how you feel, work with a doctor to get yourself feeling good and then trust that process. And I, you know, it's a transition and it, it doesn't have to be negative. I, I have found it, it's a really good time to take stock, right? Yeah. Just to, to take stock of like, what do I, who do I want to be on the other side of this? And you lose a lot of giving an F's about anything, right? Yep. I mean, you become yep. a much more uh, empowered person and you, you, you take stock, take care of yourself. And I think it can be a really empowering uh part of life, actually. Oh, I love that. And I, and that sets with your intention that we talked about at the top of the show. Can we dig into that a little bit more? Because I have, you're right with this fear-based idea. Some of it, you know, even if you Google it, it seems terrifying. Google is always terrible. Google is the, my best and worst friend. I actually hate it. Um, but I, it's my friend of me. So when you think about this being the most empowering time in your life and this re this sort of you know restocking of yourself this and I feel like I'm currently going through that actually which is really resonating with me I feel like I am reassessing like I'm halfway through life so how yeah. do I live the next half of my life in a healthier way how do I do less how do I not drink in excess? How do I not drink coffee in excess? How do I put more healthy things in my body versus in my, you know, basically in my 20s, I literally like it was, I, I basically was a garbage can, a human walking yeah, I, garbage can. Many of you us know? are. You know? <laughs> Let's be clear. I'm living on vodka and peanut butter chips and everything's fine. Maybe some ramen fine. noodles. <laughs> yes. Oh man, ramen. So good. Okay. Because that is actually, you know, I, I, this actually came up in a, in a question from our audience member too. It's how do we set ourselves up for success? How do we empower ourselves as we go through this journey? And one of the questions that actually came up was how do we not drink as much socially, which I think is, is drinking impacts menopause and infects anxiety. So can you talk to me about empowerment and, and action plans for success? It is, it is really that taking stock, right? And, yeah. and with that, um, I got myself this little aura ring, you yep. know, that I wear. And that has actually helped me take better care of myself because I can see, you know, after I have that third glass of wine or whatever, you know, I'm like that you can see that your readiness and your sleep score just don't, don't react. You know, it, it's a visual indicator. And most of us like to get crowns and gold stars and all this, you know, get yeah. rewarded high scores. And it just, it has just helped me take better care of myself and, and setting those intentions for yourself. Like what, what do you want to be on the other side of this and set, you know, setting some goals outside of that. Like whether it is, you know, in my, again, in my world, it is, you know, I, I see women who have never, uh, I just had a woman on before she's, she's never lifted and she just did her first power lifting competition six months after she started lifting. She just loved it. She's like, I feel amazing. I feel strong. It's improved her body image. It's improved her mood. And she found this whole new thing. And that I think that that is exciting. Like, it's exciting to think that in your 40s, in your 50s, I talk to women in their 60s, they can just go like, what, what's next, you know, and, and actually take those steps 
and set goals and go through the process of trying to accomplish these new things. And, and that's the best way to get away from old habits is to like set some new habits. Yes. Yes. And I feel, I feel empowered while you said that. And I feel empowered in even, you know, in the new age, I'm in my, I just turned 40, but I'm, I am. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. But it was, it was literally, Celine, I can't, I kid you not. It was like the day after my 40th birthday that I thought I'm in perimenopause. Like it literally, (laughs) all of it just came together. (laughs) So, but I will tell you, it does feel empowering. At first it felt terrifying if I'm Mm -hmm. being honest, Mm -hmm. because it's uncharted territory. But the more I'm sitting here listening to you, the more I've had time to sit with it. I do think it could be this amazing opportunity to reevaluate where we are and where we want to go. And I do feel that empower. I feel like that zero F's mentality a little bit more than ever. Like, yeah, I don't care. Like I'm going to, I'm going to speak my truth and I don't care who, who disagrees. This is my truth. And I'm standing in my power. And that's, that's what it feels like. Amen. And it, wait till 50. <laughs> to feel like, you all, it only gets better. Like that was the best thing about 50 was like, Ooh! yeah, here it is. Okay. Like, I'm ready. Bring it. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring it on. So, okay. Any, if you could give us one hack that you have used through your menopausal journey, health hack, whatever it might be, is there something that you would share with our audience so they could implement in their own lives? Just a like a morning routine, evening routine, fitness hack. You know, there's nothing super sexy or, or different here, but like what, honestly, one of the things that has also come up again and again in the show, and it you've heard it before, but if you actually do it, it really helps, is taking... I do it in the morning and I've never really did this before, but I take a moment before I pick up the phone, before I do anything, I lie there and I give thanks and I call my mind because your mind often starts spinning. And I think, um, what do I want to accomplish to this day? I give thanks for the day. And I just take a moment to just have that time to be calm in my thoughts and be centered in my thoughts before I start the day. And it's actually useful to do that another point in the day if you can, because sleep becomes super disrupted at this time of life. And and one of the reasons among many is that the only time that we tell our brains to calm down is when we lie down at the end of the mm, day. And the yeah. brain's like, uh-uh, I got some stuff that we need to go over. <laughs> you know, like, because you got a full agenda. Yeah, We have not, um, you know, I had a, a woman tell me because I'm also a catastrophic thinker. So it's easy for my worries to get away. And she's like, give yourself a worry time. She's like, take five minutes at three o'clock in the afternoon, sit down with your espresso and just like, let it rip. And then when it's done, you just tell your brain, worry time is done. We'll worry again tomorrow. And it's not perfect. But it's funny that when you train your brain in those ways, it really does have an effect. And over time, it works. Like you just when you when you get down to you know I lay my head down on the pillow it's easy for easier for me to say okay brain worry time is done we can't do anything about anything at this point so let's just get some rest and rejuvenate and we'll conquer the world tomorrow love it oh i love it i know i'm working i have a therapist again which is great which i needed one so perimenopause brought me back to that it's a good thing 
it's a great thing. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, why did I not for five years? Um, so she talks about containers. So putting the mm. negative things in a beautiful mm. container and having it just be a safe space for those negative thoughts. And you can open and close the container. But once you think the thought, you put it in the container and it sits in that container till you find a time. So I love that. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Same beautiful thing. And it's like, it is so helpful and so important to give our mind those tips and tricks. So I love that. And I love the gratitude in the morning, setting an intention for the day, much like we did at the top of this show. So, which is crazy because our show is about to come to an end. And I have to ask you the question that I ask everyone, which is the name of our show. The name of our company is Improve It. And that it is that thing, that purpose that you are here to do. So what is Celine's it? What is your why or your it? My my big why is a lot. It, it mirrors the company Feisty Media, who I work for, is why it's to uh, to create an empowering culture for women. So it's not to empower women. Women can, are empowered; they can empower themselves. But it, you want to create this culture, like we were talking about, like everybody start talking about menopause, where they can thrive within it, right? And that yeah. is that is really the important piece of that. And I feel like that's sort of been my life's work, you know. So this is this is really just a part of that. So cool. So cool. I'm so glad. Like I said, I've we found your show. I've been devouring the show. We will make sure to put that in the show notes. But if anybody wants to find you to learn more, where can they find you and all the things? Feistymenopause.com is home to all of the things. They can find the podcast and I write a blog every week. And that's the easiest way to find us. Celine, you are awesome. And I got to tell you, I definitely... It's funny because your intention at first, I'm not going to lie, it shocked me a little bit. I'm like, okay, because I've been thinking about perimenopause, menopause is this really scary thing. And now I'm walking away, feeling a little bit more empowered and owning my, not a little bit, I'm empowered and I'm going to own my shit. Okay. That's it. So thank you so much for coming on the show and for giving your voice to our audience. We'll make sure to put all the links to all the things Feisty Media and our Feisty Menopause in the show notes. And you have to check out her awesome show, Hit Play Not Pause, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you, Celine. Thank you. Oh, improve it, babes. What a show. What a woman. Thank you, Celine, for giving us the lowdown on women's health. I mean, I feel empowered. I literally feel empowered after listening and talking with Celine. I had sort of a negative taste in my mouth about menopause, if I'm being honest. And right now, it's feeling like a beautiful popsicle. That was my metaphor for the negative taste going right. Okay. It's just, it feels good. It feels empowering. Like I'm supposed to be going through this change. And it also feels like this conversation needs to happen so we can change the narrative in the workplace. So here's my ask. Here's your homework. There's so many beautiful, juicy chicken nuggets from this show. I want you to share this episode with somebody who you know who is going through the pause or is in the perimenopause, send it to them, send them some love. It's like sending them a bouquet of flowers because this show packs a serious punch and it also is enlightening and heartwarming at the same time. 
So send this to a friend. We all have those conversations with our friends, especially women. We talk about what we're going through. This is going to make people feel less alone, and it's going to give them some wonderful resources. So share, 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 share today's show. As always, if you have any questions or want to continue the conversation, you can send me an email at info at learn to improve it.com or connect with me on Instagram at keeping it real deal or LinkedIn at Aaron deal. So much amazing content coming your way in the next few weeks. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Pass it on. And you know what I'm going to say. I want you to keep failing, keep improving because this world needs that special it that only you can bring. I'll see you next time. Hey friend, did you enjoy today's show? If so, head on over to iTunes to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, did I mention that when you leave a five-star review of the Improve It podcast, an actual team of humans does a happy dance? Mm-hmm, that's right. So leave a review for us on iTunes, screenshot it, and send me an email at info at learntoimproveit.com. I'll send you a personalized video back as a thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Improve it, peeps. I'll see you next Wednesday.